0: Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to our wonderful little podcast called Living Waters. I am your host, Pastor Dylan. Hope you've all been well. I apologize for my absence. I've had a little bit of a head cold, and yeah, I don't think any of you would have uh, preferred to listen to me while I had that, so I had to take a little time away to get myself healed up and taken care of, but even when we're having some time apart and we don't necessarily get to hear from one another doesn't mean that we don't get to spend some time with God that we don't get to talk to Him and just really let Him minister in our lives and, you know, really give us some insight into what's really going on in the world because as I've been praying and just seeking God on what He might have us talk about and I've been thinking kind of where we might go since we just talked about the storms of grace. Been praying and meditating and we've been really seeking God and knowing that, you know, we are coming toward those end times. And things are getting crazier and crazier out there, that's for sure. Things like we never thought we would ever see. Like, I know if I ever like had the chance and tried to sit down and talk to someone like David or Daniel or Abraham they would just be completely confused by the things that are going on today imagine trying to tell them that people are more in love with themselves than they are God they'd be looking at us like we have four heads right they'd be confused How could people love themselves more than they love God? How could they be so stuck on materialistic things? Things of the world. How could they not want to have a relationship with him? Because these are people that sacrificed and laid down everything to just spend some time with him. Gave up everything that they had. Walked away from it all. Yet today in society. We can't even get someone to put down a cell phone to have a regular conversation. We can't even get people to take two, three minutes to pray before a meal. See, we're in a situation where. We have so many people that's afraid to give God glory for anything. But they have no problem doing it for their favorite athlete. For their favorite person in Hollywood. For any of those superstars out there. The people that they idolize. The things that they hold so much more important than God. And that would just... It would bewilder All the forefathers The ones who pioneered Who were willing to go to the lion's den Who were willing to be cast into the fire Who were sawn in half Beaten down, bloodied Gave up everything that they had Wouldn't really make sense to them Because they live a little bit of a different life Than what we do today So as I've been praying on this And seeking out God And looking at how we need to get ourselves More kingdom minded Instead of Just living in a present day Mindset God began to minister to me. And I heard those words really clear. And he simply said, why do my people try to serve more than one master? Why do my people not even want me as their master? And I began to think, Out how crazy that really is You know it talks about it in Matthew 6 Around verse 24 Jesus begins to tell the rich man that You can't serve two masters You'll hate one And love the other You'll despise one but serve the other faithfully. You can't serve God and be enslaved to money, to personal things, to any of those things that you got going on in life. So you got to be willing to cast those things to the side and you got to be willing to give everything to God. But see, I don't really think that that's the type of society that we're living in. I don't think society's really ready for something like that. They got too many idols built up. Not all of them live and talk either. Some of those idols are just objects. Like money, food, clothes... Maybe it's the perfect nails, perfect hairdo. Maybe it's going out to the club. Maybe it's that bottle of alcohol. It's your favorite drug. But it's not who it should be, is it? See, it's just bewildering that we're willing to put all of this stake all of our faith into things, into people, into ideas that wouldn't sacrifice or lay down a single thing for you. We're willing to stand still and let the glory of God pass by us so that we can reach out into some of those things that make us feel good, that bring us that personal happiness. Even if that happiness only lasts a few minutes. See, that's where this world has gotten lost here a little bit. We lost ourselves in understanding what was really important. Let me give you an example. You can go into some high-end designer clothing stores and you can find a shirt that looks like it's the same style as something you could buy at Walmart and that shirt could have a tag on it for over $600 and some dollars, maybe $800 Man, it might even go to 1000 Now, if you're willing to spend $1,000 on a shirt, you and I need to switch bank accounts because I don't have enough to afford that. But if you go ask the clerk up at the desk, what's so special about this shirt? Help me understand. Why does this cost $600, $800, $1,000, whatever it is? Tell me it's laced with gold. No, it's not. Tell me it's got some special type of fabric that's known only to astronauts or is super rare and hard to manage. Nah, it's cotton. Maybe got some spandex or polyester in it, depending on what you're looking at. But what in the world... Is making this cost so much. Well, sir, you're paying that much for the name of the person who designed it, for the creator of it. See, that's something we begin to forget about ourselves. The reason why you have value. It's not because of all the materialistic things around you. It's not because Yeezy or whoever... Made something super cool and you're rocking it. It's not because you can jump extra high or you can run extra fast or you're super good at sports. No, 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 no. That's not what makes you valuable. What makes you valuable is the one who created you, the one who breathed life into you, the one who set the heavens apart and formed the foundations of the earth and set everything in motion so that you could exist, that you could be something bigger and better than what you currently are. Ain't that crazy? You have that type of value. You have something established about you. You're more than just a person. But you're a man, you're a woman. Created in the image of God. breathe life into you he understands you yet with all of that being said that you're created in the one who loves you you're still willing to go out and pick the man-made image over him see that's what he's trying to tell you why are you going out and why are you seeking things that aren't Him? Why are you willing to find a new master? Why are you willing to go out and service the materialistic things? Why do you obey and go to the beck and call of Apple, of Samsung, of Google, of whatever it might be? Why do you run to the drugs and to the alcohol and everything else that's crowding up your life instead of running back to the one who created you? The one who loves you. The one who seeks you out. The one that whenever you're at your darkest hour, in the midst of your darkness, he's still shining there looking for you. Saying, I love you. My child, just come back to me. Man, this world's got it all messed up because if we just started to focus a little bit more on Jesus. If we just started to focus a little bit more on God and started to love him and treat him as our master. We wouldn't have so many problems in our life. We wouldn't be getting so frustrated with everything that's going on. We wouldn't have to worry about where that next meal was. We wouldn't have to worry about how we're going to make rent at the end of the month because we would have our priorities straight. We wouldn't be blowing it over here on Gucci bags and Prada. But no, we would be spending time with God. We'd be able to bring stuff into the storehouse for ourselves. We'd be prepared for where we're going. that's not the type of society that we're currently living in we're living in a society that is so focused on how can you be the best you how can you glorify yourself how can you make yourself happy happiness comes from nothing that you can personally do that's why it doesn't matter how rich or how poor you are. It doesn't matter how many things you have. It doesn't matter how big or how empty your house is. Happiness comes from God. It comes from his love. It comes from his grace. It comes from his mercy that just abounds and fills each and every one of us. Wholeheartedly. But see, we've stopped seeking that as of late. Let's think about another example. When this nation was founded, this nation, the United States, we were founded on Judeo Christian principles. We were founded on ideas, morals, and laws set forth by God. People came to what was the 13 colonies, the United States, seeking religious freedom, seeking freedom in general, trying to escape persecution. they found it. They began to birth forth a nation. Founded on in God we trust. But we've turned our back on that. And we as a nation have decided to try and. For lack of better words. Serve a new master. A master of science a master of sociability a master of political correctness a master of what the world wants not a master of what we first set forth not a master of our god not a master of in god we trust We've set ourselves in the course of a nation Where if we don't start getting back To where it is that we started And we don't try and reverse the direction And the path of which we're going We will no longer stand to be that country That we were founded upon and there's many groups out there that would want nothing more than for that to happen. But brothers and sisters, that's not that's not the path we want to go down. We don't want to end up like countries like Germany, like Venezuela, like Cuba, China, where you don't have freedom. Where you can't do the things that you want to do. Where you don't have security. Where you don't have the means to provide and defend for yourself. Where you have to rely on the government or the lack thereof to provide your next meal to get you prepared with where you need to go. But the people out there, they're not ready for all of that. They're not ready to walk away from the situation that they're in. Hearts have been hardened. Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You will love one and you will hate the other. What does the nation, what do the people, what does the world currently love? Do they love God? Do they love Jesus? Do they love what is right? Or do they love sin? Do they love destruction? Do they love division? Do they love war? Do they love immorality? Do they love pain? Do they love suffering? Because see, if I were to really look at what this world's doing, I would see that They love everything that God isn't. To the point where they don't even understand what love means. They couldn't define love. Even if it was inscribed upon their foreheads. See, God gave me a vision and a dream here a few nights ago. And while I haven't gotten the answer to what the entire thing means, there's a part that I do know and I do understand. The Holy Spirit gave me revelation that as I was standing there, looking out upon what we call Washington, D.C., I saw the pretty white buildings and the green grass and the beautiful trees. And all of a sudden, there was a flash of light, a rumble. And next thing I knew, buildings were gone, reduced. To nothing but rubble. Reminded me of a time. That I've seen. When you had. Greek and Roman architecture. Just broken down. Scattered in ruins. Across the place. After the site of a war. There was hardly anything left to it all was broken in pieces and then I saw the land begin to take it back and it began to look more like a watershed like a swamp like the original foundations of what it was Before we came here and we began to build upon it and set up our capital, it returned back to the original wilderness. And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me and said, God doesn't want this for his people. God doesn't want his people to turn away from him. But a covenant and a promise was made. A promise from this nation was set forth. And this nation promised to love God. But they've turned their backs on God. And unfortunately... Unless they repent and turn from their ways. There will be nothing left. God will restore the land back to what it once was. He will give it back its beauty. Because we can't find anything beautiful in it. And that just struck me to the core. Because too long have we been taking so many things for granted. We've been so comfortable where we have been. We've allowed so much to happen. We've allowed so many things To take over and become the masters of our lives. The masters of our courthouses. The masters of our government. That we can't even hear the master's voice when he calls. We don't remember the promises we made. And so we're just letting everything fade away. We're on the cusp of losing everything. Because we want to continue to live our own lives. Because we want to be who we think we should be. because we're not willing to set ourselves down and give glory to God instead because we've forgotten our first love just like Israel did because we've broken his heart just like Israel did And so I guess the question remains, brothers. I guess the question remains, my sisters. What master do you serve? What idols do you worship? Who do you love? Who do you hate? Do you remember your promises? Do you remember the one who created you? Who set everything aside? Who made you in his image? Who are you serving today? Until next time.